Hey. Hey. Probably going to trim this part out. <laughs> okay. Maybe not. Um, I was kind of expecting you to just jump right into it, but... I don't know. I like a, a little, like, podcast foreplay. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> it's like people are just waiting for us to announce what we're going to talk about. I know, but they're just, just going to... waited have, with bated breath. They're going to have to wait. The edge of their seats. Mm-hmm. Hmm... Well, hang on a second. What just happened? What do you mean? Like downstairs. Oh, you beat me in a workout? Yeah. Okay. How did that feel? <laughs> it, I mean... Pretty, it, it felt pretty good. It makes me angry inside. <laughs> See, I think, like, when you beat me in a workout, you do really well. I feel this, like, enormous sense of pride like uh, I love her so much I'm so proud of her she's so fit but with you it's it's like you get quiet and you stop talking to me it's a yeah I don't know I'm competitive what can I say I don't like it when you beat me yeah I don't know it's kind of fun Mm-hmm. It happens once in a blue moon. But I love that, like, when you beat me, you have to, like, help qualify why you beat me to make me feel better. I'm like, oh, you know what? You probably just, you you came out on the rower too hard. Like, you just messed up the pacing. You told me that. Yeah. You blew your grip up. If you were to redo it right now, you'd probably be way better. Yeah. I wouldn't have even known the right strategy without you. was 45 calorie row 21 unbroken hang power snatch at 65 pounds 15 unbroken hang power snatch at 75 pounds 9 unbroken hang power snatch at 85 pounds and I did this last week before Meredith did it today and went out hot on the rower and got off and kind of like jumped right on the bar and did my 21 and rep number 21 was all out it was a max effort. So to go to 15 right after that was impossible. I had to like, I mean, I basically did everything but sit down and lost all my time there. So I think I might have to redo the workout and go at it with a bit of a different strategy yeah. to redeem myself. <clears throat> anyway. I actually forgot that they had to be unbroken. I picked up the bar the for 15 and I was like, it's cool. If I need to put it down at like eight or nine, I can. And then I, I got to like six or seven and I was like, oh crap (laughs) it has to be unbroken yeah so i don't know that kind of worked to my benefit a little bit yeah fortunate mistake you get to the nine nine wasn't that bad nine wasn't bad she's like a little break it's not that much heavier it's i mean 10 pounds but it's only nine and i count by threes Mm -hmm. so really it's only three reps yeah you just do it three times it's like funny the little like mental games you play with yourself in workouts yeah but anyways, I won't ask you to count for me again because I couldn't hear you. She's like, do you want me to count your reps? I was like, well, yeah, of course. It's always nice to have someone count your reps. 
and I hear her and like the music isn't even up very loud and I get off the rower and I'm doing this at a 21 and it's like like oh my god i don't want to disturb you yeah yelling something like yelling numbers plus you know how i am with counting reps yeah I'm i tend to make mistakes and so i don't want to like if i do make mistake if you you can't really hear the number then mm. like then it's maybe you won't fault. know yeah <laughs> i just heard you wrong yeah you're like mm, the last 12 <laughs> what yeah so as long as i never do that to you i think we're okay yeah I'm good at counting though all right cool so what are we talking about today okay we're gonna talk about um probably something that most of our followers would be interested in because we tend to have a lot of gay um lgbtq followers at least from our what, what we what we see so we're gonna talk today about meredith's coming out story and then the next episode will be my coming out story. I don't know why I have to go first. I mean, you wanted me to go first because I came out first, but I don't know. I want to make sure mine's better. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Well, I think they'll both be pretty good. Okay, so where should we start here? I don't know. Like, you know my story, so why don't you ask? All right. Okay, so let's talk about where you grew up. Because I feel like that's pretty significant in the story and and kind of your path to coming out. Actually, first of all, when what age did you come out? Oh. How old are you now and what age did you come out? Okay. Well, I'm 31, right? Yeah, I'm 31. I'm about to turn 32. And I came out when I was 28, 27, 27, I think. 2016. How old yeah. was I in 2016? I mean, it was, I don't know, the months are, yeah. Let's just say 20, 27. Yeah. All right. And so where did you grow up? I grew up in North Carolina. And what impact did that have on you not coming out until you were... Well, first of all, did you know that you were potentially gay before the date that you came out or or leading up to that date? Yeah. And for how long did you know? I think I knew it for a long time. Uh, I think you always kind of know. You might not know what it is. So I think that was my issue for a long time as I didn't know what I was feeling or why. I didn't grow up, there weren't many gay people in my life when I was younger. So I didn't know what was normal. It wasn't really in my life. Not like a purposeful omission or anything like that. It's just when you don't grow up around gay people or seeing gay couples and like you don't understand that that's a normal thing. I think you just kind of push it aside a lot of the time. So I think I always knew, and then, like, I'll probably talk about it later. It just sort of, uh, it was always part of my reality, and it became my, a bigger part of my reality. So I got older and then became my sole reality around age 27. What do you mean by your reality? Well, it's like something that you kind of grapple with different ways. Uh, I think, like a lot of people, probably I like denied what it was for a while, or I thought like I'll just um, achieve happiness in other ways, and then I'll be so happy with my life that you know this will be something that I can deal with, you know, personally on my own and not have it affect the people around me. I don't know. That's just kind of how I felt for a long time. Did that work? <clears throat> for a while, it worked. I think. 
I mean, that's obvious because I waited for so long. Um, but like, how well did it work? Obviously not that well, I think. Um, you know, you, you kind of, you bury it or you put those feelings aside and try to distract yourself with other things. So like for me, um, I always sort of distract, distracted myself with school and athletics and just kept really busy. Um, it was easy to do that in high school because there were so many options and I don't, no one really noticed that I didn't really date in high school, which you didn't either. No. <laughs> Um, I think like I was, I was friends with all the boys, so mm. they didn't. Yeah, they're like you're not really a dateable. You're like no, that's Alex. I can't date her. <laughs> She's one of us. Like look at her haircut. That's a boy. <laughs> hey, I didn't have short hair until I, I had short hair up until like what grade eight. Yeah, I realized in grade seven I needed to grow it to mm. fit in. But anyway, yeah. Um, um, so yeah, that was it. Was easy to do, and then in college it becomes less easy to do because like dating becomes a more central part of your life and identity and you're kind of like that's really the time at least um where I grew up a lot of people start thinking like okay I'm gonna meet the person that I'm gonna marry in college and like your future kind of begins in college or you you start thinking about it anyways so what do you mean by like where you grew up like I've alluded to it but like what about growing up in North Carolina like what kind of like attitude or atmosphere is there especially specifically like where like you went to high school and then Mm -hmm. maybe after like where you went to university if that changed yeah well I mean North Carolina is in the south it's considered a southern state so it's generally pretty conservative except for the big cities um definitely a red state right now and historically so even though like my family wasn't particularly conservative or like anti-gay you just grow up around a lot of people who are or who think negatively or are very religious and um kind of project their feelings and so it's scary to realize that you are that person and you're you know you don't fall in line with the way you're supposed to be and this kind of like white picket fence Mm -hmm. southern girl (laughs) so in university, did you did did you start dating anybody, or did you have like secret relationships or anything that like like how did? Um, not I didn't date initially in college. I kind of focused on school and then uh, started dating a little more seriously in my like sophomore year, junior year. Dating but a boy. A boy. Yeah. And was that, was he chasing after you or were you looking for a, a solid beard or? <laughs> I wasn't looking for a beard. Uh, I hadn't needed one yet in my life. Um, he was definitely chasing after me and I think um, it was it was safe. I think for a lot of like reasons growing up, um, when I went to college and even in high school, I like kind of craved stability and so stability to me, to me meant uh, getting an education, getting a degree, meeting somebody who was also highly educated and creating like kind of the perfect life and the, like a really stable life. And 
So that's what I did. So the guy that I dated in high or in college ended up being the guy that I got married to, which uh, some people probably know that that know that about me, and some people maybe don't. So I think I was like I was so far, not necessarily. Yeah, I mean, I guess so far in the closet that I convinced myself that that was the right thing to do and that would make me the most happy. And for a time it did. It was it felt really good to have that level of security both with um you know, having uh a partner who was like frankly like a super great guy and uh who I cared a lot about and um a really secure job and income and like a lot of income actually like we made we were making a lot of money and it just felt really safe and that's what I wanted and then sort of the longer that I uh, stayed in that situation the more I realized no amount of security or money or safety uh, or like perceived normalcy was actually going to make me happy so like I had built this this life that from the outside looked really, really good. Like owned a nice house uh, in a really nice city in a really nice neighborhood with a really nice guy making a lot of money. Like we could afford to go travel, go on ski trips. Like it just on, it was kind of this like picture, picture perfect life for someone who isn't me. And so I always, I kind of talk about this sometimes that we have, like I used to have these moments where like I would, it was almost like I was, it was like an out of body experience. Like I was looking down on my life, looking down on myself, thinking like, this isn't me. Like it just, it became really difficult to, to deal with. And uh, yeah, it was tough. So how long, what, when did you get married? How old were you? 23. So right after yeah. university. Mm-hmm. And so how long were you married for? Well, I guess, like, when did, did you come out, like, during the marriage or, like, right at, like... those at the end. Yeah, right at the end. Which you would expect. Yeah. So you were married for five years. Yeah. During that time, was there any talk of, like, having kids and, like, what... There was, and that was... Um, so to, to back up a little bit, um, I got super into CrossFit around, like in 2012 2013 um and I think that was a like for me a big part of sort of acknowledging and like being okay with recognizing like who I was was CrossFit so um yeah it it's like honestly CrossFit has saved my life in more ways than one but that's one of them is I just developed all this confidence that I didn't have before, like not even close. And um, really the longer that I did it and the more I allowed that to become a part of my um, world, the more comfortable I got with stepping away from the security. So I quit my job in 2016 to train a little more full time and manage the gym that I was coaching at and training at. And so, like part of the reason I was even I was able to do that was because I had worked for like six years leading up to that point and saved a lot of money and just had a lot of security and 
it was always with the timeline. It was always one or, you know, one and a half, two years and then go back to work. And that was when like, okay, after two years, if you don't make it to the games, then we're like kids and we're moving on. And so <clears throat> I always felt that date kind of looming. Like, you know, I was training. I think that's like, I got in <laughs> in really good shape in like 2015, 16, 17, I think. Cause it like, it was frankly kind of avoidant behavior. And the gym was this outlet and it was a way for me to pursue a goal and start to embrace a part of my identity that I had been uncomfortable with to that point. And um, things kind of came to a head in 2017, 2016, 2016, because it was right around the time that Trump was elected. <laughs> it was a really like, that was a, a really rough couple of months there. Um, but yeah, things just kind of, came to a head and I had somebody in my life who was a really good friend and also gay and really kind of helped me like start to be okay with who I was and um it just yeah like the fall of 2016 is when I just couldn't like I couldn't carry on anymore and it was becoming evident to people around me like my sister started to notice that something was up and was like you know, you have to go to marriage counseling. Like you have to, and I'm like, look, like that's not going to do it. <laughs> well, actually, interestingly, it wasn't until maybe, I don't know, Megan was visiting. Megan is Meredith's sister. Um, she was visiting us. I think it was maybe last summer. And she mentioned something kind of in passing about Meredith. You know, she used to be really a real grumpster or something angry all the time yeah and like angry all the time and just like not you know everyone kind of tiptoed around her and stuff and I was like I that to me like I've never known Meredith to be that kind of person and um so I asked her about it after and I think like she just told me like you told me that you were so just like unhappy like deep down that it was starting to affect like your just day-to-day yeah and I don't know that kind of yeah there's only like there's only so long you can live with those feelings yeah and I think we after that kind of discuss like why is it like we can get into this a bit after but like why is it that if someone's sexuality is is such a huge part of their identity and I guess it, it like who you're with like having that next level connection or different t- type of connection is is a really like it really can impact your life yeah. And anyway, so go on about um, kind of coming to a head. Yeah, so it was uh, September, I think. And it... And you didn't go to marriage counseling? No, okay. we didn't do that. So I think the, the first person I told was my sister. And it was kind of like... And I told my dad. And it was funny. I mean, it's not... It is funny, but it's also not funny. Because <laughs> I think when I told them, they were both like, oh, yeah like that of course like it was it's not like it's a huge surprise and I'm like well why didn't you say something five years ago yeah but it's not their job too it's um that would be very unfair mm-hmm. so um they were the first two people that I told uh aside from a couple of really close friends and then yeah it was something that I had to then just you know break the news to my ex-husband and I think on a level, it was the same reaction from him. It was like, yeah, 
of course you're gay. Like this makes perfect sense. Um, and so honestly, like it went about as well as it, as that can go. Uh, you know, it was, we had a lot of shared property, house, two dogs. Um, so I mean, it's complicated. Yeah, of course, but, uh, necessary. And it was like, I can't even describe the feeling like afterwards. It was just like this this weight and it was like the more people I told the the lighter I felt like it was like everybody I told it was like like someone was like lifting a brick off my shoulders it was crazy it's a crazy feeling mm-hmm. if you've I mean I'm, it's probably a feeling that anyone who's come out as you know gay or trans or whatever probably knows exactly the feeling that I'm talking about um and for the most part it was met with like a huge amount of support my family I have a really big family and they were all just immediately very supportive of it knowing I think how hard it was and how hard it was going to be so yeah I think um you know my dad was really happy and he's like this isn't obviously something you don't wish for your your child I think when you like it's you recognize that while they can be happy, it's like the world is now more difficult for you. Mm-hmm. And that's just kind of the way it is now. Hopefully that changes. Um, but there's still a lot of stigma, especially in the South. Like, as great as my ex is and was, like his family is extremely conservative and was just very bitter about it. Um, I don't know how they feel now because I don't talk to them, but... It was like that was kind of rough because it's people who you know and like on a level you love those people and to see them just flip, you know, over something that you can't really control and yeah, it's tough. But anyways, well, good for you. I'm yeah. glad you came out. <laughs> yeah. Um, a funny story and we maybe down the line can talk a little bit about how we met, but when I first met Meredith, like the two of us were kind of freshly out of the closet to a certain extent, her so a little bit more than me. Mm. And when we met, there was no, like you couldn't, I couldn't figure out if she was gay or not. Like I, for the life of me, and I, like I, I assume she wasn't in a relationship because there was nothing. And I knew that like she had had a divorce because it kind of had been brought up at some point, um, maybe by her sister. I actually, I met her and her sister and a couple of other friends of Meredith's at, in Miami at Wadapalooza. We had talked before on Instagram and met briefly before that, just very briefly. When I fangirled you at the 2016 games? Yeah. And then impressed you by winning Fittest Fan? Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, so we were we were in uh, Miami hanging out. I was kind of a loner. Back then I didn't really have like a, a team to travel with or anything or a group of friends I was competing as an individual so I was hanging out with Meredith and her sister and she had um I kept being like I'm I'm looking for the signs I'm like and like I don't have any gaydar it's pathetic but I'm looking for the signs and I'm like okay like I think she might like I don't know if there's more than a friendship here like I can't really tell because I really liked her and um you don't want to like assume anything like I don't know why that like why you can't just ask someone if they're gay like I think it is because there's a negative stigma attached to it especially in certain parts of the world and you don't want to assume something when somebody who might not be gay might take that the wrong way or you just it's just a thing that you're careful about 
Um, anyway, so I was investigating quietly in my own head and I kept, I kept coming to the conclusion of, yeah, okay, she's gay. Like they kind of made jokes about how, you know, something about her hands being not soft and I guess somebody, a manicurist had mentioned that no man, like no man was going to want to touch your hands or something. And (laughs) you were like, oh, I don't need to worry about that. And so I was like, hmm, he's leaning towards her being gay. But then she also had like a tattooed wedding ring. And I'm like, I knew she had been married for five years. And I guess like, like it does happen. People who are gay get married and stay married for a very long time. Like I'm sure people spend their whole life in the closet. I mean, you hear about that stuff or you don't hear about it, but I'm sure, you know, and I just kept thinking to myself, like, man, like it would be, it would be crazy if she were gay and she had been married for five years. And, and so that tattooed wedding ring is still lingering on her finger. And <laughs> I said, she can't ask me to marry me until that, that one's worn off. Yeah. But I've had a few laser removal treatments anyway, it just really hurts. Yeah. But doesn't hurt as bad as having a wedding ring tattoo actually on your hand, but we got to get that. Yeah. Taken care of. We um, talk a lot about how, and Meredith, you can allude to this. Like we, we get some people who reach out to us on Instagram. We don't, we're not like social justice warriors or anything like that, but we'll, we, we don't flaunt our relationship, but we share it because it's a huge part of our life and our identities. And we're kind of an identity together. So we'll talk about our relationship or share photos online or whatever, or even share like experiences about coming out or stand up for something. And we'll get um, DMs from people saying like, I'm struggling to come out of the closet. Like, do you have any advice for me? And like some people say like, I live in Texas or I live in a Southern red state. Like what kind of advice when they reach out to you? Like what kind of advice do you give people like that? Well, usually I just, I tell them to do it. Um, It's tough. It's like it's hard to under to know what people's personal situations are. Like mine <clears throat> was better than a lot of people that live south of the Mason Dixon. Um, you know, if you have a, a family that's not supportive, like that's that's super tough. Um you have to make a decision then, like, <clears throat> you know, what's your personal happiness worth and what's your future worth? Like you have to build your own family at some point. Um so you have to make decisions about that and like I can tell you as someone who like who did hide it for many years and I had myself convinced that I could like I could make enough money to be happy I could you know I could be really successful in CrossFit and that would make me happy um I could buy a lot of expensive things and a big house and that would make me happy but none of it made me happy like it was just at the end of it I I had all this stuff and all this wealth and I had nothing to show for it because I was miserable I was I would just get mad like like what Megan said about me being angry all the time I would just snap like just out of like completely out of the blue just rage um and that's very very unlike you yeah like I'm a pretty calm at least the the you that I know yeah um I've got um, I don't I tend to have a lot of patience with people and situations and a lot of empathy, but I think I was so, I don't know what I was mad. I think I was mad at myself. Like I just couldn't, like I was just being a pussy. Like I couldn't do what the one thing I wanted to do. Like I wasn't brave enough to do that thing. And so I was just angry. Um, and so there's only so long you can live like that. 
and it's like that's a a really long life of being unhappy if you choose to stay in the closet so you know if you can start by telling one person um you can move which is sometimes a really positive thing to do like i know people who have just have left who have created new families somewhere in a, like in a more accepting area like it sucks um now that i live here in canada like that's at like on the whole it's a, just a much more progressive and accepting place like you don't really see the the crazy staunch conservatism like you do in the south like especially big city canada yeah you live in a pretty big city yeah i mean you might when you go into the like the rural areas but it's not as palpable like i remember when we were when we first started dating and you would come to visit raleigh like is like raleigh's pretty dang progressive for Mm -hmm. a southern state but we would be walking downtown and like you know if we're in calgary i would i would hold your hand like it you can make it kind of known that you're with a person but in raleigh like i just i couldn't do it it's just you you can feel the people around you you can feel the eyes and like you don't know if they're they're just thinking like oh cute or if they're thinking like something a lot more negative yeah and there's more i like i don't want to sound negative but i when we were when we've been to raleigh in north carolina and like I remember walking downtown and we kind of grabbed, held each other's hands for a moment and it was kind of like we both, I could, I felt uncomfortable, I could sense that you were somewhat uncomfortable and like you kind of, the, the U.S., you hear stories of, you know, discrimination and like discrimination beyond like, you know, somebody saying something or looking at you or, you know, giving you a, a look there have been attacks yeah, and it's like hate and, crime is still a thing and like you you know like as much as you wish that that wasn't the case and like that you you might be safe or it's just not the risk that you want to be like taking to hold someone's hand and like i don't think that it's wrong if somebody does want to take that risk or you know does want to shit like mm-hmm. and like actually i have a lot of respect for those people but i think for us like there's still um and maybe because we don't live there and we just haven't you know we definitely just don't have the confidence yet to be not down there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I had a question for you. Do you have any like regrets, like thinking back, like knowing what it's, it feels like to come out of the closet. Do you wish you had done it sooner? Like maybe in university or not saying you wouldn't have gotten married, maybe you wouldn't have gotten married, but do you wish that you had lived university being out or, you know, do you wish you had come out in high school or, you know, I think a lot of kids now are doing that, and I think that's great. And they're able to live more of their youth and kind of, like, mature with their classmate. Like, I think there's, a like, a late... You mature a little later when you come out. You're maturing in a different way because you start dating later and stuff like that. Yeah. Like, is there are there any regrets, any wishes, or things that you would have done differently? I think on, like, a very superficial level, do you like, I obviously wish I had done it sooner or been empowered to acknowledge it earlier and just known um you know but everything kind of happens for a reason and it's like I don't know that I would be where I I am right now had I come out like I was um it it made me pursue goals so aggressively both like academic goals and then professional goals and then athletic goals and like the honestly the fact that 
I had all this like pent up anger and energy just like I kind of went through that part of my life with a big chip on my shoulder and I was like you know what like you know I don't come from the best um, background I didn't have a lot of money growing up but like I'll show you like I'll show you what I can do and so I just like I felt this this enormous need to like to prove myself and build this life and you know had I not had I I don't know, had I come out, like, would I have had the same drive? Would I have, like, gotten the education that I got? Would I have, like, relentlessly pursued my career, which allowed me to make enough money to, like, afford to do CrossFit and then enough money in savings to, to quit my job and, like, pursue, a like, a career in that space? I don't know. Probably not. So it's, like... Yes and no. Like, selfishly, I wish, I think I would have been happier. But at the same time, like, I don't know that I'd be sitting here with you had I come out earlier. Yeah, someone probably would have scooped you up. Mm, maybe. I got I got right on top of that as soon yeah. as you were available. <laughs> yeah, so, I don't know. I don't look back and really regret much. I regret, like, the most of my regrets center around, like, the damage that I did to other people, potentially. And, like, hurting people along the way. Just because that's kind of the... the type of person that I am my, my decision making is tends to be centered on what those decisions are going to do to other people and maybe that's a big reason of a big part of the reason I didn't come out because I felt it would make people uncomfortable so yeah I have two other questions kind of tying into that when what was like what was your biggest fear in coming out was it letting people down like hurting people like you were like you were you you had a life with this guy mm-hmm. Like, was it him? Like, what Like, what was the biggest fear? Like, what made you hang on for so long? I think it was two things. Um, when someone's building a life with you, you realize that pulling the plug is going to, like, there's there's no way that that house of cards stays standing. Like, the whole thing's going to come crumbling down. And so it means that, like, you have to start over from the bottom and the person that you're with has to start over from the bottom. There's no counseling or getting through it together. Like you're both, okay, like scratch that, square one. And it's not just that relationship that you're ending, it's the relationship with like, with in-laws and family and some friends. Like inevitably in that situation, people kind of take, take sides, even if they are trying really hard not to. It's hard not to empathize with someone who gets left in that situation. And so that was scary. Um, and then probably the other like fear that I had was just like the fear of embarrassment. You know, it's like you do that and inevitably people are like, well, why didn't you say something sooner? And in, so you feel kind of embarrassed that you kept the charade going for so long and that like you, you know, you felt like there was something that needed to be hidden. And so like that's embarrassing both on a personal level and you know, um, I just felt like maybe I would be looked down upon for waiting for so long and getting so involved in a life. But um, then you do it and realize like those are those feelings are kind of unwarranted. Yeah, and that the people who matter um, will be supportive no matter what, and ultimately probably just want you to be happy, even if it means waiting until your 28th year of life to figure your shit out mm-hmm. it's better you know better then than you know forcing it in, into your 40s and 50s and 
like when you have kids 60s and 70s which probably happens a lot (laughs) yeah but i mean there's people who have have like legit families with children who are in like the situation that i was in and like you just get more and more dug in and more and more stuck and then like uh, then what do you do i think there there are a lot of people and it this isn't just about like you know identifying as straight or gay or um not you know not acknowledging that you're trans or whatever it may be I think a lot of people get to an age in life and this can even I mean you can think the same way with a career you know people who are a dentist and they've invested all this time they've been become part of a business um and then they get to their 30s or 40s and it's like I've already spent so much time either in this relationship or building this identity or being a a dentist a lot I think that there's a lot of risk in changing and I think what at least for me like I I don't know when when you're 30 like you still have so much life to live yeah and it's like okay even though I've been in this relationship for five years this I mean this applies to people who aren't even gay or straight they could just be in an unhappy relationship and like coming out of a five-year relationship or even three-year relationship it's like dang I don't want to have to start from zero when I'm like 35 but what people need to recognize is that life is long. It can be long, yeah. but it can also be short. And so with both of those thoughts in mind, it's like make sure that you're like happy and do what you can within reason to, to you know, yeah. to make it happen, whether it's like finding a new career or following a different path or coming out of the closet or, you know, ending a relationship. Like as hard as it can be in the moment and as insurmountable as that can feel, um, and like I said, I, I've done that to some degree with my job and with coming out, but I, I can't speak for, you know, being in a relationship for 20 years and having kids and being like, you know what, I'm going to end it. But I know a lot of people who have ended it and are living a much happier life. And I think for the most part, like, would you agree that it's worth taking the risk? Yeah, 100%. I would never tell someone what to do, but I, I can give them what my experiences and what my friends' experiences are. Yeah, it's easy to easy to look back and if you make the decision to do it like you'll look back and think like like why was I like why was it so difficult to pull the trigger on this like it's so clear like how much better my life is now (laughs) thanks (laughs) that wasn't at you (laughs) but okay it's awkward (laughs) you know but it's it's so clear the difference that it's like who like like it's not even a decision if I could like go back to the exact same moment in time or do it right like just yeah it's it's night and night and day yeah and it, oh, yeah ahead. sorry I totally cut you off go ahead no um and people will just enter your life and um you know you maybe you feel like you're gonna alienate friends and family and maybe you will like probably not as much as you think but then you have all this like this new circle and this new group of people that come into your life and it's like oh these are my these are my people my people um yeah that whole that like imposter feeling kind of just goes away um well my last question and then I don't know if you have anything else to add but you mentioned that CrossFit kind of saved your life and like when you got into CrossFit you you regained or gained some confidence and would you say that knowing 
and probably being exposed to more gay female athletes kind of opened your eyes a little to the fact that like you can be successful and you can also be gay or like did seeing you know different couples like I know there are for me like there were a lot of um athletes out there like Cassie Lance was one of them um Sam Briggs it's just like you see these gay athletes and you're like wow like they're normal like it sounds so silly and I don't want to sound like you know small-minded but did that have any impact like coming into kind of a new community I guess you could say and like there were probably gay members at your gym like Mm -hmm. I don't know you just you enter into completely different community where it's you know maybe more accepting or yeah I think you see it on multiple levels like obviously the the more I started to learn about the games and the games athletes and um you do start to see like very successful athletes and people who are gay so it's like okay and then like with CrossFit yeah there are there were a couple of like gay couples at our gym and then like I feel like every city kind of has like the gay gym I don't know if that's still the case but there was one in Raleigh and I didn't go to that gym because it was downtown but I remember we would go there for like competitions or see them come to local competitions and I would just you see these like gay couples who are very successful and it's just like you kind of look at them and you're like wow like that looks they look so happy and normal like you said and it's not to like be overly simplistic about it but just like for someone like me who for such a long time all I craved was normalcy and stability to see that you could have that with the person who you were meant to be with with the sex that you were meant to be with was like yeah it was eye-opening on top of the for me the physical transformation that I underwent when I you know it just it was kind of like a double triple whammy for me not only are you exposed to it but like physically I became much more confident and in myself and yeah it was CrossFit like like really the best thing to ever happen to me hands down yeah um I lied I have one more question okay you are I mean we both are but you are very like you're a pretty well-known athlete and you're you're also a well-known nutrition coach and you kind of have you're respected in, in many different areas online and offline you're like you're a great CrossFit coach in person too um what would you say like do you feel a responsibility to kind of do what maybe other athletes did for you or like kind of open the door like be a voice be um like do you do you change the way that you are on social media do you share more than maybe you wouldn't knowing that there are people out there who may have like maybe in a bit of a predicament or need somebody else to like a a role model of some kind to look at like does that ever impact your like behavior or actions offline or online I think maybe like subconsciously it does um I think at the end of the day like I'm kind of the way that I am and I would be that way no matter what um but I think like with our relationship I have probably put more of that out there than maybe I normally would um just because I know there are people who like to see it and it's reassuring for people who are maybe at a different place on their path. Um, and it's helpful just to see like a normal, happy relationship. Like I don't really think that I need to be 
waving a pride flag everywhere I go or wearing rainbow everything. Um, that's not my, like my sole identity. And I think it's helpful when you can put on multiple hats, but, um, yeah, I think knowing that there's definitely a, I can have a positive impact just by being myself and like sharing parts of my life. Like that's really all that I do. Yeah. Being authentic, I guess. Yeah. So yeah, that's kind of it. I guess that's the story. I love hearing coming out stories, whether or not I've heard them already. I yeah. don't know. I thought I think Meredith has a pretty good one. Yeah. Yeah, I think there are more people that end up in that situation. Like to me, I felt like the only one. And then I remember I came out and like people were like, oh, yeah, I know so-and-so who was also married or like, oh, I was married for <laughs> and like, oh, my God, I thought it was just me. I thought I was the only one out there that made that mistake. Yeah. But uh, no, it wasn't just me. And it probably will continue to be a common thing until we as a society find a way to normalize sexuality and gay culture with our kids and but I think we're good I think like I think back to the 90s and 2000s and where we are now and it's there's for sure progress yeah I mean that's undeniable mm-hmm. so yeah what else I can't think of any other questions. Do you have anything else to add? Any advice that you haven't already given? or No, I think like we've talked about all of it. Yeah. So we're going to do yours next. Yeah. Coming up. Can't wait. Yeah. So cool. I hope that was helpful. I don't know how long it was, but that's the story. Yeah. And if you are someone who needs reassurance or wants to talk, you can definitely reach out to us personally or on our business or email. Mm-hmm. Whatever. We're happy to talk about it. Probably. All right. Talk to you guys later.